Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. So Brenda, we've been in this series, Parenting and Other Scary Stories, uh, for two weeks. This is the third week. And um, so Brenda and I are, uh, I told the huddle this this morning, and, and I've mentioned this before when we've taught, but she and I are both firstborns, and that usually works out really well um, until we get into each other's lanes. And then sometimes, like when we're doing a talk together, um, it, it becomes real interesting because we both have vision. And we both have uh, an idea of where we're headed. The right way. The right way we is each your have way, the right? Right, way. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So it's interesting that we're talking about the same page. Yeah, that's today. the title it's, of the message today kinda, is yeah. same page. Same page. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to remind all of us and those of you online that on May 15th, that's next Sunday, next Sunday morning, we're going to have uh, a panel up here. And so between now and then, we would like you to send your parenting questions, anything at all. Send it in to info at restore.church, info at restore.church. And we'll take live in the moment questions and uh, we'll take those online whenever you send those in. And that will be where we're headed next weekend in our conversation. And to be clear, we don't have all the answers, right? Like, by the grace of God that our no, that's kids why we have turned a panel. out the way they did. But that's so why we, we have think a panel we're getting perspective. <laughs> perspective. And there may be some uh, little nuggets that you, can, that you can take with you. So in order for us to get on the same page, it requires unity, right? That's imperative. As a family unit, if mom and dad are not unified, we got problems, y'all. We got problems. Because when we're not unified in how we're going to raise our children... Uh, we create chaos, and within chaos is, uh, well, if you've ever been in chaos before, you know what I'm talking about. It can quickly devolve into name-calling, and it can quickly devolve into impatience with each other, and uh, unkindness just rises up to the surface. So we want to be prepared for parenting. But when we're unprepared for parenting and the complexity around it, this is where we really get into trouble. See, I never really thought about the whole thing about being prepared or not, right? Like, I was a good kid. And I'm not, just, I mean, I really was. I didn't cause a lot of trouble for my parents. And so I just didn't really think there was, I mean, I don't know if I even really thought about it, to be honest. I just thought this is the dream, get married, have kids, they're gonna be great. And I didn't know what I didn't know. And so this whole idea of being prepared, I don't know, I think we just want you guys to learn from us in that there is preparation that can happen. So that doesn't mean that you're gonna know what to do. But one of the assumptions I made was you and I were raised in pretty, very similar cultures. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I just thought things would be easy. Well, and we I'm didn't honest. really even have a conversation about this. That's true. Like, we just made some assumptions about what happens when you have kids. And my assumptions were one thing. <laughs> and we didn't even know we were making assumptions, right? So, and she thought one, something else. 
And so when it, when it came to actually deciding how we were going to do things, we just did it in the moment. And sometimes that moment wasn't so pleasant. Well, I think the whole thing about like talking through things before you have kids is so hypothetical. It's so like, I don't even know if you know the right things to talk about. Right. And um, so Jean and I grew up in similar cultures. We had very different approaches, especially when it came to, um, to discipline, but also like our expectations of the kids. And so uh, just a quick little side note here. I asked the kids. So our daughter Morgan is here this morning. I think she's out with Ophelia right now. And Cody is here. And I said, hey, kids, like, I wonder if either of you could articulate the differences you saw in dad and I. Did you see our different styles? I feel like you played me, but maybe it was my imagination. Here are the responses. Morgan says, Dad needed action and you needed conversation, which was a little offensive because I said, well, was it the timing? Because I feel like I needed action as well. Yeah, but you were soft. That's what she's pointing to. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it's true that I wanted action. Um, okay, I'm going to continue. I know, but I just have to say Morgan, this. When I Morgan get the then said... <clears throat> Yes, eventually, after conversation, there was action. With dad, it was like, don't ask, just do it. Which fits your personalities, and I think benefited me to have both ways of doing things. Cody agreed with all of that and added that he's geared a lot more like me, so the whole just do it mentality didn't work. And then he said, I need a reason and then would like to explain my that's not a good reason or how I think it should be done. And that's Which what is why made... I would have to leave the room. Yes, yes, yes. Because these two would just, like the decision was made a long time ago, and I knew it was made, but they had to have the conversation to actually confirm that that decision would be correct after all. Oh, made me crazy. Yeah. I just you... wanted action. That's right. Yep, and, and just do it. Uh, Anyhow, so there are, the, there are those things that you really just don't know until you're in it. Um, there's things like um, he would come home sometimes and things were crazy or there was a particular thing. I feel like this is just thing. telling on me that no, 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 you must be no, catching up. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I don't know. One of the kids was acting a particular way and he looks at me with like, what is going on? Like... What in the world? And I said, you know what? I chose not to fight that battle today. If you want to pick it up, you go right on ahead. I know y'all have been there. Um, but there's things like that. There's um, the discipline thing is a huge thing where there might be differences. Um, there's things like boundaries. What are you going to do with phones, curfews, uh, when they start dating, going overnights? Um, there's things like, will you make your kid clean their plate? Like, eat it all before you get away from this table. We make them clean their room, fix their bed. I mean, there's all these things that can, that can um, divide us, which is the chaos Jean was talking about. Like, if we are divided, there's chaos in the house, and they know how to play you. And they will. At a very young age, they learn that somehow. So if you're not on the same page about a whole multitude of things when it comes to your kids, there's one incredibly important element of this 
And that is that you never play each other in the moment. And because uh, your kids will pick up on that too. So we'll get into that in just a little bit. But some of the things that, that we know uh, because we've heard this and we've experienced this is that sometimes you hear us talking, you hear a talk like this and you go, but, 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 but you don't know my situation. You don't, you don't know. know my spouse. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what I'm dealing with. And you don't know about my kid. Those are all valid. I mean, you're right. We don't know. But generally speaking, there's some overriding truths that come about when it comes to parenting. There's some, there's a, so some overriding, uh, consistent situations that parents kind of face. And that's what we want to talk, speak into this morning. And we kind of want to just give some tools for how to process some of these things. So again, I would remind us that our goal this morning is not perfection. This, this is not the, the end goal for families, is not perfection, but it is to, for us to be healthy and whole, and it is for us to be able to thrive, and for our children to be healthy, whole, and thriving as well. And I know, Jean, you've mentioned this a couple times already in, our, in the previous talks you did on this, but it is super, super important that each of you is healthy. Mm-hmm. If you are not healthy, if you're not the best version of you, you're going to have a hard time um, having like, or not having like mind, but, but having unity. Um, you're going to have a hard time even sometimes uh, loving your children well. So we just reiterate that that is a huge piece of this, that, that you are individually healthy. Mm-hmm. All right. So we always like to go to Scripture to uh, give us some tools. And so this morning, if you'd like to turn to Ephesians chapter six, this is uh, in the New Testament. This is a a book that was written to the church in Ephesus. And uh, wow, you read this book and you recognize again that humanity has not changed all that much. Paul is addressing in the Ephesus church things that you and I all deal with. And it's it's relevant to where we land today. So we're gonna go to Ephesians chapter six. And I'm going to begin reading in uh, verse 10. We've been here uh, in previous weeks during this series, and we've talked about children obeying your parents because you belong to the Lord. We've, we've gone through that, honor your father and mother. But now Paul is saying, like, he's giving us again this, this impression that we are in a battle. And when we're, when we're divided, when our families are divided, when we are not tracking with each other, Therein lies this division that we have, and therein lies the problem of having healthy and whole families. And so how do we come against this this division? How do we come against those times in our lives as mom and dad, as, as families, when we can't see a way forward? when it feels like everything is against us. How do we come against this? And it's this, with this mindset. And so let me begin reading in verse 10, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Boy, do we need to remember that. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. This is against the spiritual powers. We're we're fighting against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, he says, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. This points to 
Fight hard. Fight hard against the enemy. Fight hard against the enemy of your soul. Fight hard against the chaos and division that wants to set itself up in your lives. Because you know when we are divisive, when we are in a chaotic situation, it simply points to the power of the enemy and we have the power of God within us. So it's important in those moments that we for sure step forward when you say, not on my watch. This is not going to stand. You have the power of God within you to come against that. And this is the thing that we need to keep remembering. Verse 14, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. <clears throat> Listen, the belt of truth is simply pointing to the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel is that Jesus has the power to overcome the enemy. He has overcome the enemy. And because you and I have Jesus within us, we have the Holy Spirit within us, we have the power of God within us, the power of the Spirit to come against. We don't have to settle for this mediocre junk. We don't have to settle for mediocre families. We don't have to stand, settle for mediocre relationships, moms and dads together. But instead, we can live into the power that is given us through the power of the Holy Spirit, and that is the belt of truth. And when you have the power of Jesus within you, then you have this inner truth that will come out as a character that is upstanding. You have upstanding character. You know the truth, and the truth will set you free from all the division, all the chaos. That's where truth comes in. Verse 15, for shoes put on, for shoes, okay, so shoes, some translations say, Boots, put on the peace that comes from the good news, from the gospel, so that you will be fully prepared. When Alexander the Great and Julius Caesar were, were having all their victories, history reports that a lot of their victory had to do with the fact that their soldiers had, some, some commentaries talk about being shod. We don't usually use the word shod anymore, but basically that's, that means like they had shoes that were substantial. They had boots that were on their soldiers that allowed them to march quickly from one place to another over rough terrain. You and I need the shoes of peace. When we travel over rough terrain, when we get into difficult circumstances, we need to have good shoes on, the shoes of peace, so that we too can get to the other side of that. In addition to all of these, verse 16 says, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Don't be biblically illiterate. Know the word, be in the word. That is the sword of the spirit. I call it the SOS, sword of the spirit. That proceeds from the mouth. Listen, Jesus used these words when he was uh, talking, when the devil was tempting him. Jesus came at him, not with just some little words, but with the power of the word of God. He used the sword of the spirit. He is our example. And so we come at those things that come against us. We come against that with the word, the sword of the spirit, S-O-S. Remember, say it with me, S-O-S. Yeah, S-O-S, sword of the spirit. You'll remember that this week. When you have times when you're going to dip into chaos, you're going to dip into division, you come at it with the sword of the Spirit. You say, not on my watch. In the name of Jesus, I am free. I don't have to listen to these lies. This is the, what we're coming up against. When, we're, when we have division, there's nothing better for the enemy to do, nothing more they want, that he wants to do than to cause division and chaos in our families. And this is where we have to stand firm. You guys, we have to stand firm. 
We stand firm. We stand firm on the, on the, on, on the, the, the foundation of our faith. And it's like this is not to be like this whole thing of being prepared. This is not to, uh, for you to be fearful, right? This is just simply acknowledging that this thing of parenting, this thing of being on the same page um, is super challenging and we just need to be ready. And we need to, again, remember what it is that we're fighting, whether it's with each other or our kids, right? It's getting to that root of what is, what is our battle? And um, so I, I hope that you hear that. Like this is preparing our hearts, yes. preparing our minds um, to step into those places because we've got those, all those, you've talked about the, we've got the terrible twos, we've got the middle school monsters, High school, High school horrors. horrors, and I know there's an adult something. Horrors. I'm, not... I'm always horrified about saying that word. Horrors. horrors. High school horrors. High school horrors. And then adult. Like, y'all need to help me come up with the adult thing at some point. Because uh, it's a thing, too. Like, our kids are fabulous. I just didn't really know what I was doing when they became adults. Um, but <laughs> see there, I, I told on myself there. Um, so again, it's this thing of preparing our hearts and our minds so that those things don't become true because we, we can like have power over that if we, if we are prepared and um, not scared and, and fearful about it. And I love that the idea of the SOS. Um, I used to pray, oh Jesus, in spite of me, or sometimes it was, oh Jesus, help me because I'm about to you know, fill in the blank, whatever it was in the moment. But we can use our words. We can use our, our sword of the spirit, the, the truth of the gospel. And, and we, can, we can do those things, again, in interactions with our children, but also with each other. Right. And it, it can be a piece of building team and for uh, just a piece of that to step into team. And we can do that by, um, we can do that by, I, there's, there's four words we're gonna look at. Identify the good, encourage the discouraged, receive blessing, and empower. And Jesus was a great example of that for us. Yeah, he is, he, when we were looking at this, uh, there's a couple things that I, I wanted to just point out because uh, if you look at the life of Jesus, every time he encountered an individual, uh, think about Zacchaeus. Remember the story of Zacchaeus and how uh, Zacchaeus was a short little guy that was hated by his community, and Jesus saw him. And the Samaritan woman, Jesus met her at the well. She was not well thought of in her community, but Jesus saw her. And that's the thing that, that I think uh, in all of this, if we can give you some handles to get a hold of, and you can use this uh, not just as parents, but in, any, in your workplace, wherever you go, these four things, you can take them and, and hang on to him. So if you're taking notes, the first word is identify. And so when I think about what Jesus did when he saw Zacchaeus, he saw him for who he really was. He saw him for the potential he had. When Jesus saw the Samaritan woman at the well, he saw who she really was, and he called it out of her. He encouraged her. That's the second word, encourage. You know, there is such a thing like, Jesus didn't just encourage her, you know, uh, haphazardly. There was intentional encouragement. And Brenda does this well. Like, she, she's able to, like, she calls it out of people. She sees it, and she calls it out of people. And that's so significant for you as you connect, as you talk to each other, as husbands and wives, raising kids. 
It's so important that you um, identify what is really inside, what is there, and then encourage it, call it out. Be intentional about the words you're speaking to each other. So examples, calling out the good. You're so patient. Oh, I should have used a different example. <laughs> You're so patient. Um, or I love how You're so you funny. Took, took, <laughs> I love how you took the time to um, just call, you know, to see the good in, in the little kid. Or um, even sometimes, like, I, I know that, like, the time that you just took really inspires um, our, our, our child to really be their best. And I, and I really value that. And this is a good one for Mother's Day, all y'all here, all guys. Um, encourage. Like, I know you have had a really long day. And how about I, uh, you go fix a nice bath, and I'm going to go take care of bedtime. Got it? Okay. That's, That's encouragement? That's a way of encouragement. Oh, okay. Well, I, th I think it is because, listen, sometimes there's discouragement. So it's the yep. seeing. It's the seeing like Jesus saw. Mm-hmm. In Zacchaeus, in the Samaritan woman, like, I see you, and this is one thing that I can do. Mm -hmm. That's really good. You know, the, the third word is receive, and, and sometimes it's just easier to give. It's easier to say all the things. It's easier to bless the other person, and it's more difficult to actually receive it as well. But that's the key point here. If you're going to give, you also need to be able to receive, and some of us have a hard time receiving. And so I don't know if that's you this morning or not. But if you have a hard time receiving, you might also have a hard time thinking about receiving from Jesus. See, it's one thing to, to give, and it's one thing to bless. But how are you at receiving all that God has for you? Oh, I'm not, I, I don't, I, because sometimes we, we resist that because we feel unworthy and we don't understand that Jesus' death on the cross has made us worthy of reception of his spirit, worthy of his blessing. And just a side note on that, too. I always tell people, if you, um, if you choose not to receive a blessing, you're also robbing someone from giving one. So if you can think of it from that perspective. Um, but the last word is empower. And in, and in this particular um, thing that we're talking about, it's, it's don't talk about your differences. Don't talk about your fight. Don't talk about all those things. Don't do it in front of your child. So a way that you can empower is to say, you know what? Dad and I are going to go talk about this like BRB. <laughs> but just refrain from doing that. Because again, um, your, your child knows, already knows probably, how they can pitch you against each other or play your weaknesses, all those things. So uh, make sure that you, that you have those conversations in a healthy way. Yeah, it's so important. Um, and, and also, they'll come, if they know they've got you on one side, if, dad, if they know dad's a pushover, uh, they may go to mom first just to get that taken care of and know that she's gonna say no to something, and then they'll come to dad, and they'll say, hey, dad, what do you think about this? And if dad doesn't say, did you ask your mom? If you don't ask that question, you'll never find out, because they won't tell you. But if you ask, what did your mom say? And they say, no, and if you say, oh, well, I don't think it's that big of a deal, just go ahead. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. 
-hmm. if, if you say, though, if she said no, I'm with her. We're saying no. And then again, you can go somewhere else and have the conversation about, why'd you say no to that? Help me out. Help me understand. That's a great way to get on the same page. You can only imagine where the kids went first in our household. Okay. So... <laughs> Yeah, no was hard. No, yeah, okay. Anyhow, that's another sermon series. Um, but Ephesians 6, 18, we wrap it up um, yeah, why don't you all stand with, with this, us? where it says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere and I just pray this over each and every one of you in this space this morning that is currently in that role of parenting. Be alert. And again, you're not, this is not, um, this is not on the, in the natural. This is in the spiritual. This is guarding your heart, guarding your mind, and pray. I am, I'm telling you that sort of the spirit, that, that SOS, sometimes it's just saying, Jesus, help. And we need wisdom and discernment in the moment. And if we can just make that a rhythm, like just the rhythm that we are in all the time, like we've got our feet planted, but we're going with it. And, and we are constantly in communicating with our Heavenly Father who knows what we need in the moment. And in that is a way that we, we stay alert mm -hmm. and we stay persistent. Mm -hmm. It's a good word. Uh, on the screen behind us, you'll see our verse for this series. And uh, if you'll join me, we'll say this together. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Friends, this is not a guarantee that your kids will grow up and do exactly what you want them to do. You have them for a short time. And in that short period of time, you get to infuse them with your values, with the, your, the way you think, with your uh, traditions. But guess what? They grow up, they leave the house, and they may not always do exactly the way that you would do things. But here's what you get to do. You get to bless them. You get to encourage them. You get to call the best out of them. And you get to continue to come alongside them and pour into them and their children. So that's what we would encourage you with this morning. Don't look for perfection. That's not what we're looking for. We're simply looking for healthy and whole and thriving. And guess what happens when we are healthy, when we are whole, when we are thriving as individuals and as families? We become the people of the community that can pour into those people around us in your workplace, everywhere you go this week. Shoot an SOS up. Use the sword of the Spirit. Bless those around you. Be the people of God wherever you go. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.